This is Saurabh, and you're listening to my favorite talk show, The Fiji Show with Aditya. This is episode 299 on the 14th of December 2020. Tonight's episode will be divided into five sections. The first part will be where we discuss how the greatest talk show on the planet is one episode away from another milestone episode. Part two will be as usual the rendering of a song and parts 3, 4 and 5 will be reading sections. So let's play. Episode number 299, which means one more episode to go to complete another milestone in the history of the universe's greatest talk show ever. 149 episodes in 2020 without a break. What started with the 150th episode is now coming to its conclusion as the 300th episode is just one episode away. In that context, let's talk about the unknown. When 2020 started, it was thought to be just another 12 months in a calendar. What we did know was it was going to be a year of deceit and lies, confusion, chaos and panic. So going by the chaos and the experience of 2020, we might have to tread lightly in 2021. Well, I do not agree with such philosophy. For me, 2020 did not turn out to be any different from the years gone by. Yes, there was a need for some attitude adjustment, but that was only limited to one's mind. The year 2021 will be just another 12 months in the calendar as 2020 was, except the fact that 2020 was a year of deceit, lies, confusion, chaos and gullibility. Human gullibility. But that's how human beings are programmed. They will go where the honey is and we know where the honey is at this point in time. So there is a false perception that by using terminologies like new normal and other such related terms, we are trying to adjust to the contemporary times. But that's another fatal flaw of the year 2020. 2020 has been the year of hypocrisy. On one hand, we have raved about using technology which always existed, which we knew about. At the same time, there was a fear of our personal information being sold. So it became a situation of to use or not to use. Human beings are often called social animals, but in the year 2020, socializing has now become a strict 
no no but that's not my concern whether we are were or will be social animals again in 2021 for me the focus is on enhancing the quality of this talk show so reaching 299 episodes is another milestone can we predict what will happen in 2021 no maybe 2021 will be just another extension of 2020 all the chaos deceit and what not or when we wake up on 1st january 2021 we will learn that it was just another nightmare and humans were nothing more than part of a scientific experiment when you never know what will happen but whatever happens in the outside world the talk show will continue to flourish so let's enjoy 2020 as the year where lot of milestones were achieved from the 150th episode till the 300th episode Sports has always been seen as a distraction, especially with the current times. And the sports person work hard to make sure that they provide entertainment. And the entertainment ensues when India and Australia will come together to play a day and night test match. So, what will be the fantasy eleven for both teams? let's discuss prithvi shaw suman gill mayank agarwal and kl rahul out of these four individuals only two can make it to the team who will be the lucky two individuals before that let's see how the australian lineup is settled in a way plagued by injuries with David Warner and Will Pakoswi out of contention for the first match due to injuries and concussion it is more than likely that Marcus Harris and Joe Burns will open the innings despite all the conversation about Joe Burns not making enough runs whether it's for his domestic team in the Sheffield Shield tournament or in the practice match versus India if practice matches were ever an indication of whether a player is ready to play the first match of a tournament then half the players in the world whom we revered so much would have faded away quickly so going by logic and the way the team is shaped it definitely would be marcus harris and joe burns as the openers though the team management want to try manas labushania but i think that would be an error numbers 3 and 4 would be settled by labushania and smith and numbers 5 6 and 7 it would be a shootout between travis head matthew wade and cameron green remember cameron green one of the upcoming all-rounders in the team was also hit by a ball and he is also under concussion if he plays then numbers 5 6 and 7 should be settled with 
Travis Head, Cameron Green, and the captain Tim Payne at number seven as the keeper. And then numbers nine, ten, eleven would be eight, nine, ten, eleven would be secured by the likes of Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, and the spinner. Unless something dramatic happens and they feel that Cameron Green is not fit enough to play, they might go with Matthew Wade. But if Cameron Green is cleared, then Cameron Green is playing and there is no logic having two wicket keepers in Matthew Wade and Tim Payne. So let's repeat the Australian lineup. Harris. Burns, Labuskanie, Smith, Head, Green, Payne, Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, and Lyon. On the other hand, their opponents, the visitors, the Indian team, have a dilemma at their hands because there is a straight shootout for the opener's position between Mayank Agarwal, Prithvi Shaw, Shubman Gill and KL Rahul. Which two individuals will get a green light to play? It is a difficult choice and going by the results in the practice matches where Rahul did not get a chance to play and Prithvi Shaw not making runs in the practice matches just like Joe Burns. The Team management may go with Shubman Gill and Mayank Agarwal. By logic, all four of them should be playing. But that's not happening now. It may happen later on. But for now, they might just go with Shubman Gill and Mayank Agarwal. Again, by logic, numbers 3, 4 and 5 are locked with Pujara, Kohli and Rahane. Number 6 will be settled with the inclusion of Hanuma Vihari who is also coming in the all-rounders position with no Jadeja or Pandya available at this point. Once again, like the openers, there's a shootout between the keepers Ridhiman Saha and Vishap Pant. Though I prefer Pant over Saha because I would rather have Rishabh Pant making 50 or 40 balls than Saha making 20 of 100 balls. And then of course Pant has age on his side, agility on his side and of course the skills of being a better batter and an improving keeper. While on the other hand when it comes to the age factor, there is hypocrisy on the part of the team management, the pseudo experts and all the individuals involved directly or indirectly in this particular tournament because when another individual who shall not be named here reached the age of 36, the question started coming, should he go? Is it time for him to go? When you reach a certain age, your reflexes slow down. But when it comes to Saha, who is nearly 37 years of age, all those questions of reflexes slowing down, the age factor, time for this individual to bid adieu to the sport, does not come into picture. 
the age factor is taken out of the conversation and we look at other skills yes saha has proven himself at times to be a better wicket keeper but when it comes to the batting aspect of his skills that is not even 2 out of 10 so if i have to choose between saha and pant leaving out the age factor and all the skills involved in being that particular position i would go with rishabh pant because he is improving as far as keeping is concerned and when it comes to batting he will make sure that if the team wants to declare they will have enough time to bowl out the opposition team as evidenced by the performance in the practice games but as has been seen before the practice games can often be misleading going by logic i would go with rishabh pant instead of ridhiman saha with no jadeja available and hardik pandya also taking a break from sports i would go with ashwin as the all-rounder along with vihari then the bowlers would be secured by shami and bumrah and now comes another shootout situation between navdeep saini umesh yadav and siraj but once again in this context experience favors umesh yadav though i wouldn't have minded having someone like a natrajan in the test team does it even matter whether you play 50 overs 20 overs or 90 over matches my fantasy 11 would include gil agarwal pujara kohli rahane vihari pant ashwin shami bumrah and umesh part 2 of tonight's episode will be rendering of a song titled play the game tonight by kansas think that something's happening and it's bigger than your life but it's only what you're hearing will you still remember when the morning light has come will the songs be playing over and over till you do it all over again play play the game tonight can you tell me if it's wrong or right it is worth the time is it worth the price do you see yourself in white spotlight then play the game tonight and when the curtains open to the roaring of the crowd you will feel it all around you then it finally happened and it's all come true for you and the songs are playing over and over till you do it again this ends part 2 of tonight's episode stay tuned for part 3 welcome to part 3 of this episode the reading of agatha christie's labor of hercules chapter 2 the lenian hadra part 1 hercule poirot looked encouragingly at the man seated opposite him 
Dr. Charles Oldfield was a man of perhaps 40. He had fair hair, slightly grey at the temples and blue eyes that held a worried expression. He stooped a little and his manner was a trifle hesitant. Moreover, he seemed to find difficulty in coming to the point. He said, stammering slightly, I have come to you, Monsieur Poirot, with rather an odd request, and now that I am here, I am inclined to funk the whole thing, because as I see very well now, it's the sort of thing that no one can possibly do anything about. Hercule Poirot murmured, as to that, you must let me judge. Oldfield murmured, I don't know why I thought that perhaps he broke off. Hercule Poirot finished the sentence, that perhaps I could help you? Oh, bien, perhaps I can. Tell me your problem. Oldfield straightened himself. Poirot noted anew how haggard the man looked. Oldfield said and his voice held a note of hopelessness in it. You see, it isn't anything good going to the police. They can't do anything and yet, every day it's getting worse and worse. I, I don't know what to do. Is getting worse. The rumors. Oh, it's quite simple, Monsieur Poirot. Just a little over a year ago, my wife died. She had been an invalid for some years. They are saying, everyone is saying that I killed her, that I poisoned her. Ah, said Poirot. And did you poison her? And this ends part three. We shall continue the reading of this chapter in the next episode. Now, stay tuned for part four. Welcome to part 4 of this episode where we shall continue the reading of T.G. Woodhouse's The Aunt's Omnibus from the story Stiff Upper Lip Jeeves Chapter 19. It was a moment or two before Stinker followed up the gurgling noise with speech and even then it wasn't much in the way of speech. He said I, uh, he, uh, proceed, Mr. Pinker. I was, I mean, it wasn't. If you could make yourself a little plainer, Mr. Pinker, it would be of great assistance to our investigations into the matter under discussion. I must confess to finding you far from lucid. It was the type of crack he had been accustomed to in the old Bosher Street's days to sing in print with laughter after it in brackets, but on this occasion it fell flatter than a dower soul. It didn't get a snicker out of me, nor out of Stinker, who merely knocked over a small china ornament and turn a deeper vermilion. 
Stiffy came back at him in great shape. There's no need to talk like a magistrate, Uncle Watkin. I beg your pardon. In fact, it would be better if you stopped talking at all and let me explain. Harold trying to tell you is that he didn't brutally assault Roderick. Roderick brutally assaulted him. Indeed, that was not the way I heard the story. Well, it's the way it happened. I am perfectly willing to hear your version of the deplorable incident. Alright then, here it comes. Harold was going to Roderick like a turtle dove and Roderick suddenly hauled off and plugged him squarely on the beezer. If you don't believe me, take a look at it. Poor Angel spouted blood like a versile fountain. Well, what would have you expected Harold to do? Turn the other nose? This ends part 4 of tonight's episode. If you want to know more about how did Uncle Watkin respond to this story by Stiffy, stay tuned to part 4 of the next episode, the reading of P.G. Woodhouse's Aunt's Omnibus from the chapter Stiff Upper Lip Jeeves, chapter 20. This is part 5 of episode number 299, reading from the book The Fix by David Baldacci, chapter 1. Woman was coming from the opposite direction. Anne Berkshire had taken the metro here. She was in her late 50s. Petite with grey hair cut in parentheses around her long oval face. She approached the Hoover building. She seemed to hesitate. There was no lanyard around her neck. The only ID she possessed was the driver's license in her purse. It was late morning and the streets were not as crowded as they would have been earlier. Still, there were a great many pedestrians and the street hummed with activity as cars passed up and down with some vehicles making their way into an underground parking garage at the Hoover building. Dabney picked up his pace a bit. Alan Edmonds wingtips striking the stained pavement with purpose. He started to whistle a cheery tune. The man seemed not to have a care in the world. Berkshire was now walking faster too. Her gaze went to the left and swung right. She seemed to take in everything with that one sweeping glance. About 20 yards behind Dabney, Amos Decker trudged along alone. He was 6'5 and built like the football player he once had been. He had been on a diet for several months now and had dropped a chunk of weight, but he could stand to lose quite a bit more. 
He was dressed in khaki pants, stained at the cuff, and a long, rumpled Ohio State Buckeyes pullover that concealed both his belly and the Glock 41 Gen 4 pistol riding in a belt holster on his waistband. Fully loaded with its standard 13-round mag, it weighed 36 ounces. His size 14 shoes hit the pavement fizzy splats. His hair was, to put it kindly, disheveled. Decker worked at the FBI on a joint task force. On his way to a meeting at the Hoover building. What will happen at the meeting? To know more, stay tuned for the next episode, part 5 of episode number 300. This ends episode number 299 on the 14th of December 2020. For more awesome content, tune in to the next episode of the weekly show with other.